If Strictly was a film, who would the director be? Would it be the gaudiness, camp and detail of Baz Luhrmann? The epic schmaltzy journeys of Spielberg? The tension and artistry of Kubrick? The prosthetic hobbit feet and grand scale of Peter Jackson? No. Going by this movie week, Strictly is most like the riot of non-sequitur horror and yelping that is Tommy Wiseau's The Room. You're tearing me apart, Shirley! And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie, your host. Tonight I'm joined by Elliot. Hello there. Meg. Meg! Meg! <laughs> Come back! Meg. Meg! Hello, I'm here, like the ghost of the podcast. And... Hello! And Emily! Hello! We're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated, medium-sized Blu-ray special edition source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We're not neutral, we're not always polite, but we are reusing as many props from previous series as possible. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at keepdancingpod. We're also on various other platforms like YouTube and Spotify, and we've got the keepdancingpodcast.com website. And if you enjoy what you hear, please tell your friends about the podcast. And also, a big hello to all of our listeners in Australia, who I really hope you're also watching the main show. I cannot imagine what this podcast is like from context. Well, folks, movie week. Everybody's favourite hot mess. The, the hottest, oh. messiest hot mess. Oh. It, it was a little early for Halloween. Oh, yes. Oh. Meow. It was, yeah. It's it's such a fever dream. Like you get comfy, you get stressed, you get into the flow of Strictly, and like your weeks revolved around Strictly, and then this just happens, and you kind of sat there afterwards, going, "What just happened for two hours?" Yeah. What was that? <laughs> it was. I have feelings. Yeah. Was it a badly digested mushroom? Comic Con <laughs> is on over in uh, is it in New York at the minute? Um, yeah. And it was like a very distant hall of the Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird cosplay, tangential stuff, bad decisions. Excessive body paint. Yeah, yeah, excessive body paint. They, they paint somebody every year and I hate it. Was was, yep. was it the hall that was behind a sign that said, Beware of the Leopard? <laughs> bit, like, be, where no one could go. <laughs> beware of the slightly runny panda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the very runny panda. 
Yeah. Although Amy was a, a terrifying tiger, a terrifyingly glam tiger. Well, we'll mm. get to that. And it seemed like a bunch of stuff that happened this week on Strictly was constructed specifically so that reads and witticisms from Drag Race could <laughs> be reused on Strictly. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for cross-promotion, but it was a, you know... Wow. <laughs> Content sharing is, is just not okay. Um, shall we get into the dancers? In fact, actually, no, Elliot's got something to say to Chris Ramsey first. <sighs> right. Do I have to? I'm going to give you a sound effect, and now you've got to read out your HR-approved <laughs> podcast apology. I wish to make a formal apology to Strictly Come Dancing contestant Chris Ramsey, I had previously only casually enjoyed his comedy stylings and it took his strictly appearance for me to purchase tickets to his 2020 comedy tour. This prompted an exchange via Twitter earlier in the week. The events transpired after I pra- happily proclaimed I had obtained aforementioned tickets, to which Chris responded, and I quote, TOOK YOUR TIME MATE, in all caps. It has been a grave error on my part to wait so many years with Chris Ramsey and his talents in person, an error I am planning to amend in 2020. This is to say, Chris Ramsey, I am sorry and keep dancing. Yours truly, Elliot Harris, Esquire. Do you feel better now, Elliot? I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> dancing a quick step where life is beautiful, her partner is beautiful, and even Dave Arch and his band are beautiful. It's Michelle Visage and her partner, Giovanni. And each and every one a virgin. <laughs> Go ahead, ask don't, Helga. Don't believe me, ask Helga. <laughs> I love cabaret. Mm. I love cabaret. The soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, great songs. It it did feel a bit weird that they were doing it because obviously. They did it two years ago in Musicals Week with Joe and Katia Sandbuck, which again was amazing, and so was this. Mm. But it's just like, are they a bit limited in what they've got there to reuse them in different weeks? I mean, like I said, amazing quick step. She looks fabulous. Gio was amazing as MC. She was really unwell, so dancing a quick step when you're fully fit is impo- really difficult, let alone when you are unwell. But Elliot, yeah. Elliot, as far as Strictly is concerned, there are 15 films, and five of them are Harry Potter. And we just reset our brains every year. Yeah. yeah. So we forget. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think, I mean, to, to briefly step away from Michelle's dance, I think this is my problem with movies and musicals week, is it just becomes one horrifying mush. Yeah. It's hard to avoid the musicals in movie week. And then, then yeah, I think they need to drop feel... one of them. They yeah. either just need to do musical week. Yeah. Or just do movie week. Or don't do filmed musicals in movies week. Yes. Like, do you yes. remember? Do you remember Joe's Doctor Zhivago routine? Yes. Yes, that was yes. amazing. That was beautiful. Fantastic. And like you, there are lots of films with iconic soundtracks, as we discussed last week when we suggested the idea of the the Jurassic Park T Rex rumba. Um, Which they used the soundtrack in the results show tonight at the start. 
<laughs> but they weren't doing it in those hilarious inflatable T-Rex costumes, were they? No. And no one was just like Jeff Goldblum. More's the pity. Um, but yeah, they, they do need to get a little bit more creative. I think that the, um, the Strictly audience have a broader cinematic palette than the producers give them credit for. Like, when you look at that list of films, what, who was last night aimed at? Any and every demographic on the planet. No, it's a very interesting question because um, I've, I've just been to see Downton, the film, and commented to uh, my lovely boyfriend as the um, adverts were going how the adverts were very clearly picked for a demographic. And that is not what we watched on Strictly. You had a Disney princess film that wasn't a massive actual hit, even though it was a massive critical hit. Two Disney live-action remakes? Was it two? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A 20-year-old comedy... Uh, a twenty-five-year-old Batman film. Film. Two class. Uh, two classics. Yeah, two classics. Two classics. And the Pokemon a remake movie of yeah. a <laughs> musical, which shouldn't have been messed with. What yeah. else? I'm missing another. I, it just—it was all very confusing. Yeah. yeah. What it reminds mm. me of. It's the time that I was forced to go and see uh, The Wanted and all the trailers beforehand were for kids' movies. Yeah. 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 It, and we all thought we were in the wrong cinema. So, so <laughs> the, 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 the adverts before Downton today were, um, there were three charities, um, one cruise line, one airline, Life insurance? No life insurance. Oh. One uh, holiday package company. Um, And there was two sort of heritage brands and then uh, Ford commercial vehicles thrown in just for for the dads. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it was cars for the dads. Um, Like, if if the BBC was a commercial channel, I just can't imagine what adverts they would have to try and sell during this. I'm so glad (laughs) that the BBC is not a commercial channel. Yeah, so thanks thanks to the unique way the BBC is funded, we give out small pin badges on RuPaul's Drag Race and um, (laughs) have apparently some sort of unlimited licence to do Disney content. Yeah, yeah, and Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It, it it also completely mocked with any sort of flow and form to the running order because it was just chopping and changing. So you go from Cabaret to Moana to Top Hat to Kung Fu Panda. You're like, wh- like who is this aimed at? Like it's just it's chopping it's and mesh. changing to the point mesh, where mesh. it's just a mess. 
But back on the dancing, Michelle looked absolutely stunning. And I had the same oh. issue with her dress, which was I loved the top part. <gasps> I wasn't a big fan of the long, the long fringe skirt. Fringe skirts in ballroom just always muck with my head. It's wrong. But they did a fantastic job, and I'm glad they got the first nines of the series, even though that got quickly overshadowed an hour later. Mm. But hey ho. I, was, I just feel like I feel like Shio's never allowed to be on top of the leaderboard because the last two years, including this year, her, his partner's always had a moment which has been quickly either tied or swept under by someone else. <laughs> oh, Gio. Um, I I am so happy with how Michelle is doing. Like, mm. they, she is giving this her absolute all. She is, you know, a showgirl. I agree, the fringe skirt was weird. I would have rather it been, mm. like... Georgette, like really beaded Georgette or something. Um, but what a stylish quick step. And yeah. that thing of Geo crafts these beautiful routines to show off his partner's strengths, that is there in abundance. He gave her so much of a solo at the start of that performance. But she nailed it because, absolutely. you know, she absolutely loves Liza. So if she was always going to you know, nail a chance to be pure Liza. And um, she said she's got the salsa next week, so I'm really excited to see that. But if it involves you reading a flipping, you know, um, letters board again, like with Debbie, mm. I'm going to scream. <laughs> oh, my God. I, well, in it. <laughs> oh, sometimes Strictly just can't help just diving into the big, cushy ball pool of naffness. I just, I mean, I'm never going to be on Strictly, obviously, but... um, Never say never. (laughs) Well, who knows, our glittering podcast careers. Um, But I think think out of all the pros, Gio is definitely the one I would like to be paired with. I just, I really liked how he... This was a routine that had a lot of basics... But it had a strong foundation and then sparkle on top. Mm. Unlike some of the other routines, which felt a bit like they were trying to build a routine out of glitter with no foundation. If I was deemed too short to dance with Aliash, I would go with Gino. I would love to see you and Aliash together. I think you'd have such a laugh. <laughs> or Johannes. I'm so oh, depressed yeah. that I'd only get AJ. Oh, Emily. Oh, don't say no. that. No. No, then Emily. We could... Emily, you might get Kevin. Or Gorka, because they, they could always swap him out. They could always swap one out and bring Gorka back in. Anyway, anyway, Michelle is just... <laughs> she's, she is divine. I hope that this wasn't her peak. No, I, think no, so. I, think, she'll, I think she'll do well next week as well. Yeah. Probably. I think because Joe builds these routines with a foundation it gives her a lot to work from so i don't think we're gonna see her suddenly go down the and salsa's a good one to do once you've already done the cha-cha yes yeah yes it's a lot of the same but sort of forwardy backwardsy instead of sidey 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 and i'm sure that's how he's going to explain it to her Uh, but there's not really much to say other than, you know, absolutely slayed it. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you did you enjoy Drag Race? I yes. did. Yes. I haven't watched it. it yet. Well, Emily, I 
I like to imagine that in a couple of years, Alan Carr will be hosting, and the whole thing will be entirely incomprehensible to Americans. <laughs> it's, it's, it's already 80% incomprehensible to yeah. Americans. I was going to say, I mean, it, it's already quite fun there. <laughs> it, it just highlights the juxtaposition of British humour and American humour, which is just it's beautiful. Uh, like Twitter was full of people patiently explaining to Americans what a <laughs> is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, Drag Race. Michelle's here to promote Drag Race UK, so we will definitely at least give it a bit of a recommend, bit of a boost. Uh, keep Michelle in; she's fabulous. Please. Yes. Woo. Dancing the rumba. I'm wondering how far she'll go, born to the ends of the earth by the love of the ocean. It's Alex Scott and her partner, Neil. Whenever I see the little ballet shoes come out for a rumba, I get worried. Yep. I get very yeah. worried. It, yes. wasn't, it wasn't awful. It wasn't awful, no. But it did have the thing of, like, Michelle's lovely routine being really overshadowed by things that came after it. It was, it was running ordered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was in we, slot of death. Yeah, a, a rumba in the death slot and they survived. I'm very proud of them. I mean, all week I, did I was one... for them. So did I. I was worried for Alex, so I threw her a vote because I, I don't want them to go home yet because she is really improving and she just wants to learn each and every week. And I bloody love her. I absolutely love Alex Scott and I want her to stay in because. You know, even tonight, she, like, got really shocked and almost emotional when she got, got called through. You know, that's that's what I like to see. She, she genuinely is trying her best, and she is improving. Yeah. Um, she, it was um, just a shame she was in the flipping ballet shoes, because, you know, she could have she worn dance shoes. So no one's going to nitpick and go, oh, Moana didn't wear heels. It's like, give over. <laughs> oh, no, they would nitpick and go, oh, Mo- Moana wouldn't wear heels. That well, is exactly what they do. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I'm not saying I'd do it. I'm just saying people would. People on people on the internet would witter about that. People. I thought it was great. I really liked the fact that they had Neil representing the sea. Yes, well, I, I did wonder what he was yes. going to play. He's like he, he's a he, he's a white he, ginger man. He's the sea, isn't he? Surely, yeah, yeah. Like just as a metaphor, looked really well, good. The sea's kind of a character in Moana. Oh, um, I know, but um, we're not getting into that. Yeah, I know, but the the song, the conceptually with the song, he couldn't have played anyone else. But yes, it was also a good move of not making a white Weirdness. dude play a Polynesian uh, god, really. Yeah. Deity. Yeah. Mm. Hooray for them not doing things that would make us cross. Um, no, I thought it was good. It wasn't a rumba that made me want to hide, which is a pretty impressive thing. Um, what it was, though, was like basically everything that Alex and Neil do is that it was so pure. It made my it was ha- so cute. It was so mm, pure, so cute. cute. It made my heart grow four sizes. Made me believe in love. Um, just you know. It's not exactly the song you can launch to. No. <laughs> no. So which did help. Yeah. It would have been a bit too much if they if that had been the case. 
But yeah. I did I did kind of wonder like how, you know, Rumba and Moana they don't really mix, so I was wondering how they were gonna pull it off, but I think they did a good job. It was cute. It would have got the kids' vote. You know, Alex did channel Moana perfectly through her look and her dress. Um, have we got any more feedback for Alex and Neil? Wear shoes next time. Yeah, wear shoes. <laughs> Just wear shoes. Not but not converse. Not converse. <laughs> wear shoes, not converse. <laughs> <clears throat> Dancing the American Smooth and touring venues all over the UK in 2020. Have you got your tickets yet? No, this is not a paid spot. We're just helping out with the plugging. It's Chris Ramsey and his partner, Karen. This was really good. Yeah, I know. I Like, yes. my expectations were exceeded. Like, his form isn't perfect. Like, there's the, like, the details and the, the sort of... Fancy the, hands. The strengths that <laughs> he will pick up over time. But... I think like, he's six weeks into learning to dance. Yeah, and I think he's shocked at how good he's got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. first ballroom dance, and you're told, "Yeah, portray Fred Astaire," because that's completely fair, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? But, like, why? Ow. <laughs> why walk when you can run? But like, yeah. isn't it strange how the judges' feedback to him is as if he's picked this dance and theme and routine? When, in reality, he had no choice. Yeah. No. Very selective. I... He looked very dapper, didn't he? He absolutely he did. did. Oh, and looked... Karen looked gorgeous as well. Apart from Karen's hair, I had an issue with her hair. Yeah. That, looked, that hair like was it weird. Plopped, it looked like it was plopped on and it was a different colour. It, <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a bread loaf just on top of her head. Was it a, oh, but, was it a hair piece? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, her yes. hair's quite short. So it's it definitely like a Heidi. It's like a Heidi braid round the back. It um, was a really which, popular hairstyle. Which would have been fine if it had actually matched the hair, her hair at the front, which yeah. it didn't. Oh dear. So, so yes. that that classic thing of having the uh, the hair fall put in that's not yeah. even the right colour. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, it, it feels like the judges are like trying to tell the public he's a comedian. He's not meant to be this good. He was signed on as a sort of like comic relief, and he's actually surprising everyone because his cha cha wasn't. Bad, but it wasn't brilliant. His Charleston was amazing last week, and this for his first ballroom dance was really strong as well. Yes, you could you could tell he was nervous. He was really nervous, bless him. But he still did an absolutely fantastic job. And can we just give a, a moment for him, like trolling Craig, doing basketball hands to the camera when they got called through? That, I mean, I love it. <laughs> I also love how um, his years of dealing with hecklers has given him. Uh, Le more juste when he's talking to the judges. Mm. He's he's so fast um, at like saying the exact right thing. And and it doesn't it doesn't unlike previous contestants and pros, it it doesn't feel like he's actually trying to pick a fight. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It it, it, it like. He's coming from a place of self-deprecation, but also like wanting the effort that he's put in acknowledged. And mm. yeah, mm. yeah, he's right. Yeah. yeah, this is a man who openly said, "I only walk onto a dance floor to get to the buffet at a wedding." So he knows he's like 
I'm coming in with zero experience. I'm going to have a laugh and see what happens. Bless and, him. you know, he's doing well. Good on him. And, you know, I think he could be in for quite a few weeks now. Like, he p- could get to Blackpool if he carries him the way that he is. Because he is doing really well. Yeah. He, and, he I, I, and I will vote for him every well. week. Yeah, he's likeable. And everybody likes somebody who's throwing themselves into the experience. And like, he's very relatable. Mm. Mm. And and also it softened Karen a lot more this year than last, so I'm able to like enjoy her as well this series, which makes me like this pairing a lot more. Because oh, I enjoy the pairing, not just one of them. Yes, the return of fun Karen. Yay! Yay! Yay. I've got the... Um, oh, they're going to be doing Halloween. I love it, I love it, I love it. But if we're going to keep somebody in who's a bit of a struggler but is working hard at it and is providing entertainment value, I think it's going to be Chris rather than Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris is wanting to learn to dance and you can see that. Mike, Mike it feels like a bit like I'm going to have a laugh and make a bit of a joke for it. Chris isn't doing this for a joke. Like, Just because he's a comedian doesn't mean everything in his life is meant to be funny. And... Sod it, I'm going to vote for him every single week in the competition because I bloody love him. He's, he's very much nearing uh, mascot status. I mean, he got Brock of the Week last week. <laughs> uh, we're personally apologising to him. Um, uh, like the we're, podcast is ready to go into full stand mode. Yay! <laughs> hey. um, but, yeah, any feedback for Chris and Karen other than, go on! I mean, I think that sums it up pretty well. I wonder what he'll do for couples' choice if he gets to do one. A parody street routine, please, because I'll enjoy that then. Oh my god! Right, Karen. There's no contemporary wafting. Karen sending up the seriousness of the Charles Venn street contemporary routine. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a mixture of Kelly Bright and Kevin Samba and Joe and Diane's couple choice, and I would pay very good money to see that. Boom! Shake, shake. Shake the room. With a basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have to have a basketball now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing a samba and popping over to Regent's Park saying, can you paint my face for 50p? Then going back to work and saying, goo. It's Karim, Karim Zelawal and his partner, Amy. <laughs> I'm very impressed you got, got through that without breaking into laughter. <laughs> Uh, don't don't do animal characters for strictly movie week. Don't do it. No. Don't it's make weird. don't make your man who's the best at Latin do is very impressive samba in a bloody animal onesie. He could have easily been in a, like a velvet top and velvet trousers to get the same sort of fuzzy panda effect. You didn't need to hide his bloody hip action behind a onesie. Or at least put a belt just above his hip so it cinches him so you can see his hips moving. But they really, like they did with Amy, like Amy was quite wide from the legs, but she was really slimmed up top. So the costuming kind of did Karim dirty there because it's like, I can't see anything. The the derriere enhancing power of velvet pants is not to be underestimated. And then there was, there was, was, there, was, was this the performance? There was dry ice on the floor? No, there wasn't. Okay. No, no. There was no, his no. hips I couldn't see. I could still see his feet. That was fine. Yeah. yeah. It was couldn't just... do hip isolations in a onesie. No. I, I just... It, 
didn't need to be Kung Panda. No. No. It, like, it didn't need to be Kung Fu fighting either. Diane, have you yeah. seen any films? Diane? Amy. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> same, Diane was the other animal. <laughs> same comment applies, really. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, like, I know that children do watch Strictly and... Kevin and Stacey last year got a lot of mileage out of doing a movie week routine that was appreciated by children. But, yeah, do we do we have to? Well, it's, Can we not? But I think it's because he's, he's in kids' TV, because, like, we look at Dr. Ranj last year. He was in kids' TV. They gave him a kids' film. Karim is in kids' TV. They give him a kids' film. They don't have to do what they're pigeonholed into. Or you could have found the better Samba than Kung Fu fighting. Like, that being said... They still did all right. the The beginning was a bit stupid, and I, it's the the mental image, the final frame of Karim like over Amy with her leg up as a tiger and a panda. I will never get out of my head because it's just wrong. It it just looks wrong. He still did a good job, and it deserved higher than a six. But yeah. I feel like they're trying to go like, oh, look, he's really bad now. This The first two weeks were like a flash in the pan. And no, this was actually, for a man, for a male Samba, this was still very good because we could still see his hits moving somewhat. Was it as good as Kelvin and Otis? Probably not because it wasn't as wham-bam in your face. But it was still bloody good. So do we think we're trying to force Karim into having a journey by deliberately making him bad at this point? And bigging Kelvin up so that we have a sort of a disposable man who is too good. It's similar Possible. to Joe's track, if you think about it. The first two weeks, Joe was really on fire. Then he dropped from week three through to like week five or six. So I wonder if Karim's going to have the same sort of thing. Because it's... It, this happened to Joe last year. Yeah. So I wonder if it's going to happen again. But, you know, Amy's not going to let anything happen, stop her to get into the final this year, so she's probably going through hella high water. Yeah. I'm making that final, so even if you mark me down, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, Amy, like, the, the levels of intensity she's going to get to in November. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for Karim now. <laughs> she's going to be able to bend iron bars with her little finger. Can you can you just imagine Oti and Amy in the final, both seriously competitive dancers, both wanting to win? They're going to have a fight backstage. No, they're not going to have a fight. It's just going to be very, very intense. <laughs> Dancing the rumba to the second best version of Shallow <laughs> and giving it full emotion. It's Kat Tildesley and her partner, Johannes. Oh my god. I think this was our week three breakthrough. I think it was the week three breakthrough. It was. Even though she didn't score as, like, uh, obscenely as Kelvin or Michelle, this was... So she's now joint most improved uh, from her lowest score to her highest score with Chris, she's improved 13 points as well. Yeah, he, mm. Comparatively, this was her breakthrough when you look at her marks. Because yes, 32 wasn't as good as Kelvin and Michelle or as consistent, but for her, she's gone from, you know, mid to low table to third on the lead, fourth on the leaderboard, which is a huge leap. 
I do wonder how they got four eights though when there was a lift in there, right at the start. <laughs> no, the lift, the one at the start didn't count. They explained <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. The one at the start apparently yeah. I, I thought... isn't part of the dance. It's just them getting into it, according to Craig. Uh -huh. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've still never seen the strictly rule book on paper. Who has? <laughs> they pick and choose the rules now. We know this. Yeah. I think I think it's done by a dartboard. Like they just ping a dart at it and go, "Okay, this week we are ignoring lifts." But only the first. Only one. the first one. Yeah. That's for character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would rather have banned uh, the use of the guitar. Uh, I did not love yes. that. That's, no, that that is no. that is Johannes. Not how you play a guitar <laughs> or how you slow dance. Bless him. He tried. Mm. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love uh, Johannes, I have to say I didn't look at him once in this dance which made me feel very bad. I just looked at her all the time. I thought she was amazing. I just wanted to she was... look at her and watch her, watch her legs, watch her feet, watch her back, watch her arms. I just thought that was very clever choreography from mm. Johannes. It was, it was just so, I don't know. It, 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 it was, everything just looked effective, even though it was simple. She was... She was radiant. Yes. And also, like, they weren't dressed up like, no. <laughs> like a lot of people. They were... <laughs> yeah. Does that count as a she swear? Was... Uh, I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> well, this is not the podcast rule book. Yes. <laughs> it does, it's just like the Strictly rule book. It doesn't exist. It may or may not um... have a bedoing go over it later bedoying, so there may or may not be a bedoying there uh, but yeah she was just wearing a normal high street dress with some stones on it Johanna's wearing his, like, his nice little singlet thing and just I, I really like it when they get the fairy lights out mm. for a rumba and they do that uh, they do the thing where they close down the, the ballroom to you know like a couple of spotlights the, the fairy lights and they really make it feel much more intimate mm. rather yeah. than like we're doing a rumba in a big dance I think floor. that was the difference between Alex and Niels and Catherine's because although Alex and Niels had like the staging of the sand and the water was around them to limit them there she still had the boat and everything was still quite grand in the lighting compared to this this was a lot more restrictive it felt like and it, it was beautiful mm. and you know Catherine emoted you know you can tell she's an actress what I, what I think what helps is that she did, she did the samba last week, so Johannes could have just gone, it's right, the hip and body movement, very similar, but a lot slower. <laughs> you have time to do the movements now. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you're doing the samba-rumba combo in either order, you are producing those foundational skills. Mm. But yeah, you could... That you you can use. tell she loves this dance and she loves this song. I personally hate this version of the song. I think it's really, really dreary and yeah, so I don't like it. Um, I had I had the the Kano version first before the Gaga version. I, I heard <laughs> and so I heard the Gaga version, blocked it out of my mind. Where everyone starts singing it on X Factor Malta, and then I heard Kano. I was like, okay, here we go. 
But no, this this was great. And, you know, that fourth spot of the final really is up for grabs, to be honest. So Catherine's likeable. Johannes is likeable. She's now hit the ground running. Like I said last week, she's got a fire and her form. Let's hope this is the thing that ignites it and it keeps going. Because... Yes. I just I really like her as well. Mm. Her and Johannes are an absolute scream on It Takes Two and in rehearsals. They're just are having a bloody lovely time. Did, did anyone see Johannes Sass Geffen on It Takes Two about his samba? Oh, yes. Oh, it was the Ask the Pros section, and one of the questions was, what's your favourite dance? And they went to Johannes, and he said the samba. And Geffen, like, quipped, jokingly, said, you only got 19 for that. He just went, don't go there. Straight back at him. And I was like, yes. Like, just, just a quip, just like nothing, like, don't even go there. And just moved on. I was like, love it. Love everything about it. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Oh, dear. Gethin thinking he can mess. Uh, but yeah, uh, also props to Kath for getting boobles on prime time TV. I, yeah. I'm Claude to be very confused by it. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, dear. Um, I do feel like, like if, if Kath were to come on the pod, she would just slip right into the chat. It would be fantastic. Yeah. My, my, my favourite bit was when she was saying that. You could see Claudia's brain going, she's, she's speaking Northern. Someone give me a book. I don't understand. <laughs> Help. <laughs> oh, uh, but yes, Kath, Johannes, bloody lovely. Oh, my God. And next week they're doing a Charleston oh. to what? I'm assuming it's... I'm assuming it's the like electro swing or swing version of single ladies. This is going to be um, this is this is this is that gif of I'm going to give the gays all that they want. Yeah. That's fact um, of a thousand. Yeah, Danny, mm-hmm. Danny and Vincent sambered to single ladies, and then yeah. the three when Diane, uh, Nadia, and and they say it was a pro um, one, wasn't it? Amy joined. I'm pretty sure they came out to single ladies. Yeah, they did. So it's it's definitely got a track record of varying speeds. <laughs> I I have heard like a sort of um like a sort of Dixie swing version of single ladies before. And uh, so I think I can tell what Dave Arch and his band are going to do to it. Something terrible. Um, no, it'll be yes, fine. It'll be it'll be, it, it'll be fine. Um, but I am already a quiver with anticipation for that. Dancing the pa- <laughs> dancing a pas doble that made me consider the erotic charge of the relationship between Pokemaster and Pokemon for the first and last time. It's Will Bailey and his partner Jeanette. Yeah. Not out the words erotic charge. It just makes me cringe. <laughs> it's it's not it's it's not okay, is no. it? Must we? No. <laughs> can, can we just pretend we discussed this one because it was traumatizing? <laughs> but this isn't e- this isn't even the nadir of last night. This was this was when the drugs came. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This this is like like you could start to feel it during kung fu fighting, and then sort of normality reasserted itself for Kath and Johannes. But here. You just trip it. Yep. See, this the song works brilliantly for a paso and a tango, so I wasn't mad at the song choice. And having grown up and watched um Pokemon, the very first episode, Pikachu doesn't like Ash and keeps lightning bolting him. 
So that sort of like animosity does kind of work, but also they could have they could have dressed up Jeanette not to be a Pokemon and instead a female mm. rival because Ash does go up against several of them within the series, including one that Team becomes Rocket. a special mate in Yeah, Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Yeah. Why did I think of that? Jesse but and James. From a costume oh, that would have been point of view, a Team Rocket would have not been dissimilar from what they wore last week. Uh, well, maybe they shouldn't have done a Pokemon routine well, then. Look, I didn't say it was logical. I just said that that is probably <laughs> what the thought process was. But, um, like, so the the sort of interpretation of Pikachu into a Pasadoble dress, it could have been a lot worse. Yes, yes, yes but yeah, it could have been a lot better been. because to sound slightly crass. There was a bit when Jeanette span, she held a pacifier open, and not to be rude, all I could see was a massive camel toe. I know that sounds really rude and crass. It but wasn't. My... It was gusset. It wasn't camel toe. It, uh, it, it was gusset. It was. It was a gussety dress. It was a very gussety dress. The, I... the paso dresses tend to be. I will admit they did get the sort of like colouring of Pikachu, like where his ears do go from yellow and fade into black, and the bottom spot on. So I was happy about that. The Paso itself was fine. I, I do feel like Will is already plateauing a little bit because I love him. It's just his... I don't love his dances now. I'm kind of going, that was all right. A six, I'd give it. <laughs> I I could not get through the theming to enjoy the Paso. Like, I just couldn't get through it. Yeah, I was too terrified. I think... I think... I think I might have sent a photo to the WhatsApp group of me behind a blanket. Yeah, you did. Because that, yeah, yeah. at you that point, I was just like, what? You were very much behind the sofa <laughs> for that one. I was hiding behind my drink of vodka. It was after this one when I was watching it last night that I accidentally sat on the control and lost the uh, catch-up from start and had to give up and watch it, the rest of it this morning but um Th- that was your bum saving you from uh <laughs> trying to save you from watching the rest of the program yeah i think it probably your bum yeah. knows your bum always knows <laughs> <laughs> dancing at charleston that made us all a little leery which means lamplighters, just in case you were wondering. It's Kelvin Fletcher and his partner, Orty. I, I struggled writing a joke for this one a bit because I felt like it was a routine that I admired rather than loved. Mm. Mm. It was excessively competent. That sort of, oh, yeah, but- you're disgustingly talented, aren't you? Hmm. Yeah, there was. It, it had a lot of style, but there was a little bit of substance lacking every so often. Elliot, which you meant were saying, it shouldn't have got such high marks. Yeah, tens shouldn't have even been a thing. No, Elliot, you were saying he didn't have any swivel going backwards. No, no, he did forwards, but then he didn't backwards, so it wasn't consistent. And to be honest, there was. From what I could see, and I'm not a Charleston dancer, there was very little Charleston steps going on. It, it was a lot of musical theatre and pointing and big sm- and a big gaping smile, which they commented on Chris Ramsey having one expression, yet nothing was said about Kelvin having the same face the entire time. And Kelvin's an actor. 
And Kelvin's smile is it's that emoji with the big big round teeth, the big oval teeth. Yeah. It was like half smile, half fear. I this this shouldn't this shouldn't have got tens because it was more if it was Dallas Couple's Choice Musical Theatre. Cool, got it. Would have loved it. The fact it was a Charleston, I saw very little Charleston. The lifts looked like he struggled to get OT in and out of, which is weird. And right at the end, that really fast bit where it picked up, he was behind her. He was a beat yeah. behind her. Because you can see it in his feet and when he's raising his arms, he's not in sync with her. So how that still got a 10, I don't understand. And Bruno saying it's as good as Broadway or the West End. I'd be offended nah. if I'm nah, in the West mate, End. Nah. Can you mm. imagine, like, you know... Being a full beat behind for yeah, the entirety of like, the last course. Like, um, India Benzel just going, he's as good as me. Okay. <laughs> uh, just... um, Sometimes it really does feel like not only are the judges' comments totally disconnected from their scores, uh, like like Alex got nice comments, but sort of rubbish, mediocre scores, uh, but also sometimes the scores and the comments are totally disconnected from the performance. It feels like they're marking on the dress rehearsal or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there may be something in that because. I mean, if you think the the judges' comments are partially prescripted. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But not the scores, apparently. Hmm. Uh, it, but... it's, it just it breaks down the. Uh... Sorry, it means that sometimes reality breaks through when you sit there questioning whether or not they've watched the same dance as you. And it's, I think it's one of those things that as as big fans like we are can throw slightly off step with us. Yeah, like um, what are they achieving by really pushing Kelvin at this point? It has to be as cover for Karen. Yeah, because we also need to go back to the point of he was a reserve. Like, so was this meant to be Jamie's path instead or something? Like, it seems bizarre. No, that... no I don't think he could. Um, no. Exactly. So it's a good it story, bit... isn't it? It's bizarre that reserve has come in and done so well, which then you know, it just throws up a lot. I'm not saying like he's personally being overmarked or being you know marked unfairly because we saw last week he was correctly marked, but. It just it just all seems a little bit weird and like he's not allowed to fail or even if he does fail they're not gonna acknowledge it. Especially I Bruno. Think... Like his comments are getting on my nerves with Kelvin. Like I muted him last night because No. What did <laughs> he can't. say? What did he say? It's just like he just he just he's like overpraising him. It's like, oh you're perfect. It's either comments about his appearance, which I think is unprofessional as a judge. Oh yeah, or... yeah. Or, like, saying Ooh. you're as good on the West End. It's like when Shirley said last year in Charles Vence's Samba, you were as good as the person next door to you. I'm like, no, you wasn't. <laughs> like, I just don't get it. The highlight for me is that OT's makeup was beautiful and she looked stunning last night, even in, you know, little boy chimney sweeper drag. So OT can do no wrong. <laughs> and that was pleasing a very <laughs> specific audience <laughs> <laughs> that sat on the sofa. <laughs> Yeah. I do think they're really worried that what happened to Aston the other year is going to happen to Karen. Well, mm. he's not dancing with Jeanette. No, but he's <laughs> dancing, like, 
you've got Dev doing really well and you've got Karim doing really well. And I think they're really worried that someone is going to take on that role of being the destroyer. Um, and But they will know surely what the vote is like. And so they'll know which 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 horse to back. Yeah, which is probably why they've gone for a safe bet and are going to make sure that Kelvin is safe until he needs to not be. Mm. Anyway, uh, tinfoil hat time, everybody. Yeah. Dancing the Foxtrot and giving us all a little bit of upstairs-downstairs action, it's Viscountess Emma and her partner, Alias. <laughs> I, I shouldn't do innuendos because this was just very pure again. Very pure. This was beautiful. This was my dance of the night. I absolutely loved this from start to finish. You got the story straight away. Um, Emma's smile, even when like they ran into like the, the ballroom sort of thing and like she holds her chest, that was really pure. It was it was just beautifully performed from the pair of them and yeah, it was it was amazing. Absolutely loved it. There was, it was very good. So, uh, Ross, who we do a bunch of the Eurovision stuff with, um, pointed out that um, it was a little bit weird to make like an actual member of the landed gentry uh, play at servants. Yeah, but it's also a bit weird. Uh, that they've given one of the, like, three nobles of colour in this country um, a sort of a maid role to play. It, it's, uh, it's slightly mm. irky both ways. Uh, but, mm. like, strictly, it usually avoids the massive fails. Like, I think Anton managed to not black up to be in the King and I segment this evening. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, so we managed to avoid the big fails, but sometimes the more like um, the more nuanced points that make people sort of feel a bit weird once they've thought about something that sometimes gets missed. I, uh, as someone who's not particularly fond of the upper class as a concept, we could just not have them, and then we wouldn't have to worry. <laughs> a wacky concept it, I mean, like, well the thing is she's here so we've sort of got to deal <laughs> yes, with it I know <laughs> yeah I, but, there's, there's no way of dealing with that yeah like yeah. as much as we should all be manning the barricades and everything like she's here and well yeah I mean they could have nice not person. done the downtown Abbey movie yeah like, I mean yeah but what of, yeah. what of like what of the other new releases could they possibly do? I don't even know what's out in the cinemas anymore. Judy. But there's not a lot of new... I mean, nothing else was particularly new. Judy. We, we, we dredged Man. up Pokemon. Bohemian Rhapsody. Judy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again. Hustlers. Again. Why didn't we get a Hustlers routine? <laughs> I'm not sure that's out in the UK. <laughs> I, I will admit, just going back to Emma, there was a real moment of where she felt very human in a VT where she said, um, what was it? 
when she she got really frustrated with herself because she heard so many times if she's doing it right or wrong, but she can't feel a difference in herself if she's doing it right or wrong. And that as a dancer, I related to so uh, much because even yeah. to this day, even in my last lesson, it's like, can you feel when your arms drop? I'm like, no, I didn't feel it that time. I was like, oh well, they just went a bit. I was like, I didn't even notice. So. And it does get extremely frustrating. Like, why can't I do this simple little thing? Yeah, so that, that is that is like a key feeling when you're learning a new physical skill. Like that that moment of just desperate frustration where you you can't feel what you're doing. The number of times that I have stopped dead in the middle of a triple time step and just gone, "What the hell am I doing?" <laughs> because I can no longer tell is more than times than I wish to remember actually at the moment <laughs> yes I was I was uh, upside down in the splits on the trapeze earlier this evening uh, trying to work out why it was that my left leg was sort of stuck behind one of the ropes and not extending <laughs> out as it ought to have done yeah. I can barely walk upstairs without tripping myself up so um <laughs> More power to all of you dancers. I'm only graceful upside down in the air. On the floor is a, is, is, is another case entirely. But yes, Emma and Aliash, she... So we've got three lovely ladies going for that fourth final spot then. Kath, Emma and Alex in sort of descending order of likelihood. Yeah. Yep. Unless yeah. we have an Ashton Merigold and then a second spot becomes open, but it's unlikely. Mm. But any three I'd be happy to see in the final. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anything else on Emma and Ali Ash? No, because we all know what's coming next. Yeah. <laughs> Brace. <laughs> uh, we're going in. Dancing the Charleston to a Tarantino murder rampage when all she wanted to do was wear a nice dress. It's Annika Rice and her partner, Kevin. Again, was there no other option for her for Movies Week? Right, if you if you are going to do... If, like, if, if, if there's a gun to your head and you have to do Kill Bill for Movies Week, then there's an incredible paso... Um, to the uh, Santa Esmeralda Latin version of Don't Let Me Be, be Misunderstood, which is yes. an incredible mm -hmm. traditional paso and the kind of thing that in other years uh, her pro would have like ripped your hand off to dance to. There's also, I mean, the, the songs that you could do songs, uh, dances to, I'm, I'm not a able to do the ma matching up very well but there's uh bang bang my baby shot me down and the uh. the dun, dun, dun theme the battle without honor or humanity i think you could either paso or tango to it i suppose yeah. the problem there would be how do you dress that one just put really yellow, do it in a yellow jumpsuit just whatever yeah. also i mean it's it, a loose that... it's a loose interpretation uh, was anyone else deeply upset by the jumpsuit? It was I, nice. I liked with, her jumpsuit. Well, I, I like the jacket. I would it's wear meant that. to be yellow. The whole thing's meant to be yellow with back stripes. It's Bruce Lee's yes. suit. What yeah. was this weird 
black with yellow. No, oh, it just no, it just made it worse. Yes, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, don't do it wrong. Wrong. She should have been. She, she should have been the full Uma Thurman, bare feet out on the tr on the table, actual sword, not a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did wonder what it was. It just seemed poor service for her as someone who quite clearly was putting a lot of effort and enthusiasm into something that took her right out of her comfort zone mm -hmm. to then be given a Charleston that was, I think, too fast. You know, there was oh, gotcha. too much trying to be Very squeezed fast. into the... Because Woohoo is really, really quick. Absolutely. Because that's the point. Yeah. But, like... It, it seemed like a, a, a slightly blinkered choice to give that to someone who has been struggling with getting ahead around the dancing. And um, so I was really disappointed by this. I thought she did really, really well. She put a really brave face on it. Like, I think she still smiled throughout and she still did her level best to get all the content in. But it was just... But faster than was it was a routine that was physically impossible for her to complete. Yeah, I, yeah. If, I think if, it's impossible unless you're a pro or in the final. To be honest, the speed of it—it it was just—it was too much for anyone on week three. And, you know, she gave it a good go, but I mostly voted for her last night purely because I was like, this shouldn't be the dance she goes out on because she did amazing last week. This is not right for her to go out on. And it is a shame that yeah. is her last dance because it's the Annika Rice. Yeah, I mean, she's someone deserves, deserving of dignity and a nice frock. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Everybody wants to go out strictly and she didn't get either. I, I think if there's one dance more than any other that the pro really needs to target at the actual level of their celebrity, it's the Charleston. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, because you can make that as easy or goes as hard wrong. as you need to. Yeah, and it and when it goes, if it goes wrong, it it goes wrong. Mm. You know, there's no there's no backing away from that, basically. Uh, and, and I, I just really felt like he didn't serve her well with this one. And I do wonder that you know, Kelvin and Oti went literally a dance before them, so the judges had a very fresh comparison as did the public. And that could have thrown her as well, because she's probably gone, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get those marks. So it was, there's, there's a lot at play it with was, the running order. It was not good. She wasn't able to cover the material. Um, she was... She, she'd been left completely high and dry by the choreography of that routine. I yeah. don't know whether she's even seen Kill Bill. Well, she it said she loved it in the VT, but that could have right. been a line force yeah, fed to her. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like when Stacey Dooley said, yeah, I love Doctor Who. <laughs> it's very empowering <laughs> and feminist now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, there's, there's just too much to unpack here. I just... yeah. I'm just at a loss. And I, I'll say what I said to you, Ellie, last night. It This felt like an Anton routine. It felt like the pro went, 
I'm not going to get far with this person. This is too fast. Sod it. Let's make it about me for 90 seconds and let's have a laugh. Sod what they think next to me. That's what it genuinely felt like. And again, for someone who's put themselves so far out of their comfort zone, it's, it's rude and disrespectful. Absolutely. That is the Annika Rice. Good God, what are you doing? Anyway. Dancing the Paso Doble in light BDSM gear and making me feel terribly confused about whether I like them or not. It's Saffron Barker and her partner, AJ. I'm, I'm shallow. <laughs> so, if Anarchus was too fast, this was way too slow for a Paso. So, but the Lord version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World is a bloody dirge. It is that song What from all the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I- I like the song, but yeah, it is a very ploddy song, and it exposed a lot of Saffron's technique errors, because she was mm. very stumpy, because she had to, you know, use the music and the time, and she couldn't. She symbolically killed AJ at the end, though, and that was quite exciting. I mean, it is a worry. Oh, that's she... why you like her now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a worry. He, he's been symbolically killed two years running by his partner, there's a theme I see. You say a worry. Mm. What I don't get is that when they're w- marching down the stairs at the top of the show, she had the bow in her hand. Why didn't she have the bow in the performance? <laughs> That's a good question, Elliot. <laughs> Where did it go? I think maybe they just mislaid it. <laughs> he got put somewhere safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it got confiscated into the bow. It got confiscated by an adult, and Neil took it off. Not sure that that Paso needed a sharp implement structure back, just as the general rule. Uh, the steady cam operator could have just handed it to her as she was going for the final shot. But like, mm. there is a risk she would have actually accidentally executed AJ mm. on TV. So probably for the best. <laughs> a, a William Tell um, situation. I'm surprised after all of that CG stuff at the beginning, they didn't CG it into her hands. Yeah. Or just the arrow? No, that would that would have that would have required her to really specifically hit a mark, and there's no way she could no. have done that. Fair enough. No. Yeah. I mean, the paso itself was it was quite stumpy, to be honest. She didn't. She needed what she really needed to do because she had the time in this paso timing. Is she didn't extend through her body and her legs because she was doing some lines at the start of the routine, but they were sort of just there. It, and it goes back to what we said. It's like AJ's put her there, but hasn't expanded on it. So she's like, I'm doing this because I've been told to, instead of, right, you're here. Now use your hips and your ribs in opposition to really push away. If she did that, it would have looked so much more dramatic and stronger. She just looked unsteady the entire time. Does So what age do people normally start teaching ballroom and Latin? Honestly, it depends on... When you started and how good you are, I mean, I know someone who started teaching when they were 15 because they got they got up to second in the UK in juniors. So if you're good enough, to, if you're good enough and you know your stuff, it doesn't matter what age, really. But it's like on it, it takes two. AJ said he started competing when he, he started dancing when he was 12, which is actually very old to start dancing. because That's when I started. And he's what, 14 now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, 24 now. So he's only been dancing. He's only been dancing 12, 12 years. 
which is a, a very short time span. But it's 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 stuff he would have been taught, and it's stuff he knows. So I just I just think it's AJ just wanting to get through the routine and just do it again and again and again and again and again to make it as flashy and as impressive as possible. He's just missing out little elements because we seem to you know pick this up with every single partner he has. It's like there's elements that are just slightly missing. So like if if Gio and Aliash and probably Johannes are giving their celebs like quite a lot of the basic before they're even going into the routine. AJ is just going straight to here is some diagrams showing you the shapes that you're going to make during the routine. Uh, have at it. I find it surprising actually with Saffron considering what her job is. I find her very forgettable. And I don't know whether that's what, what you've just been saying about AJ kind of going through the motions with his partner, whether he's not getting the vim and vigour out of his partners as others do, or maybe she's a bit bland. I don't know. I've not really watched any of her content. No. I don't think it's it's, it's, it's not aimed at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think we're the target audience. Mm. Well, I'll be honest. I totally zoned out during this one. It did not hold my attention well, at I mean, all. We'd just seen something absolutely catastrophic. So, I think I might have gone for more <laughs> coffee at this stage. Yes, this was one for um, like, and you still know. You still at this point knew you had two true horrors to come. Yeah. Yep. Right, let's march swiftly on. Dancing a cha-cha with Strictly's most impressive ever, Paul. It's Mike Bushell and his partner, Katya. <laughs> I, love it when, I love it when Katya gets to act. <laughs> Wasn't Katya's dress amazing? <laughs> amazing. God, what a frock. Um, like... And and that's my review of the routine. <laughs> we got the sexy catcher bag, yay! <laughs> at least the pole didn't wobble. Yeah, that's all I'm willing to say mm. about that. Yeah, they had a good entire routine. A good sturdy pole. There was no health and safety violation there, nice. and I'm saying nothing more about this routine. I have got I like... to disagree that that was Ripley's greatest ever pole, though. Go on then. Paula Jordan. She definitely, yeah, she's given much more mm. to the show than that. Exactly. Yes, okay. Strictly second greatest ever poll. Yeah, I'll do the intro again, sorry. Dancing a cha-cha with Strictly's second most impressive ever poll, it's Mike Bushell and his partner Katya. Is that better? Much, thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, and... Um. Uh, uh, well, he he. I'd, oh. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, quite. it's just a. It's quite a like. Did that happen? Wait. And it wasn't even that it was kind of over the top in a visual way, like he was dressed up as a cartoon or a an animal. It was just kind of. Wow. 
Yeah, you gave us that whether we wanted whether we wanted it or not. Like I like I would rather you hadn't done that, Mike. Yes. Yeah. It's like a dream sequence that came alive. That wasn't a dream. Nightmare. I have been at the cheese quite heavily for a week now. And I've not had any dreams like that. No. We didn't we didn't need him like thrusting on into the air. We didn't know. Like, we didn't need him was... in a sheer sparkly shirt that just showed off his like dad bod. Like his feet weren't bad. Michael flatly called. He wanted that shirt back. Is he doing this? Is this like a weird sex thing? Uh, I, I hope uh, not. I hope not. I hope, I hope yeah, not. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. I need the glittery like, sock buckets. <laughs> but like I said, I watched this back a few times today. Purely Why? for the braver than no, us. No, no, no. I watched the first fifteen seconds back to see Catch's shocked face being called out and her stomping over to him, looking like an absolute dream. Because that was a power walk if we ever saw one on Strictly. It, Strutting it over was, to Mike, smoothing down her dress. The best bit of the routine, and Mike wasn't in it. Also, <laughs> exactly. also, oh, Katya falling over once, and then thinking the best way to style that out is to deliberately fall over in the Winkterrier Illusions Lounge, and then again when she's doing the content for the Instagram. Katya, somebody, like, I would say talk to a comedian and get the rules of comedy explained to you, but no. <laughs> I mean, when she fell over in the Winkterrier's Lounge, I did love it, because Luba's face just dropped, like, in sheer horror, so that was quite funny. <laughs> Katya, she's doing a bit. Yeah, I mean, side sidebars, but on that, Luba and Nancy looked stunning upstairs as well in their dresses. Oh just, my god! Just pleasantly oh, yes. in the background, just like we look amazing, don't we? Just, but Luba looked amazing. Everybody else dressed up like absolute loons, and just Luba and Nancy there going, <laughs> "Yeah, it's what? just a cocktail dress." And this is Nancy's first year, thinking, "What have I signed up for? <laughs> <laughs> what is this nonsense?" Dancing the American Smooth to a song about cocaine with a mask that covers his nose. It's David James and his partner, Nadia. He's improving. He is improving. He is. He is, he is, he is, he is. I think, actually I better. Like, last week, he realised that dancing was something... It wasn't just something that you can do or you can't do. It's something that if you train at it, you will improve, and the improvement feels good. Mm. Yeah. Like he's never gonna be a, a finalist, but I think it's like it's actually it's 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 twigged with him, and he wants it now. Yeah. No. 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 Halloween no. probably. He he's guessing there, and I think the competitiveness of him being a, a footballer is is coming out because he's now proving he wants it, and he does fight for it in the dance off each time, which is good to see. Did he have to fly in? No. Like, why do people have to fly? Because he's Batman. <laughs> because they yeah. set the rig up. They, they might as well keep using it. They they get the rig certified for health and safety every year. You have to change the colours of the hanging parts and the carabiners. We do this with the cranes at work, and we do this with the trapezes at the circus. Um, and once you've had the people come in and certify your rigging, it's a shame if you don't use it. But so, Dave, so not only has the love of dance um, uh, snap, uh, sort of snapped into place with David, but also 
I worked out what Nadia's um, sort of primary personality trait is uh, on It Takes Two. She's just really patient. Yes. Extremely like patient sometimes. She's just like an actual sort of obelisk of patience. And she's like, she found, she just finds the idea of movie week and all the cosplay just actively hilarious. So she's correct. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm warming to Nadia and David loves dance. I, I think that's about the best outcome that we can expect. I just, the VT though, when the Batmobile and Batman stopped yes. and waved a lady with a pram across, I was just like, oh, someone. Someone oh. please make that into a gif because that was oh. just adorable. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose the fact that they let him have a Batmobile to drive around Elstree in was probably also something that made him warm to the Strictly experience. <laughs> he seems. He definitely seems to have relaxed, and I am prepared to stick him a vote whilst he continues to improve. Yeah. Um, yes. So he's probably got some Latin next week. Hopefully, it won't be a Charleston um, because I, I don't think he should. Uh, His but, limbs are too long for a Charleston. Yeah, uh, There's but, too mm. much leg. But you know, he's he's having a good time. He like I am here for people suddenly realizing that they love to dance. Dancing the Salsa to the theme of a 22-year-old film with 42-year-old jokes. It's Emma Barton and her partner, Anton. Really mm. annoying because I love Saw Bossa Nova. I know. This, it's, amaz- it's, am- it's amazing when you can't tell whether Anton's in character or not. I mean... It's embarrassing when the celeb is better than the pro. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. He had no hip action. He was like maybe putting five percent effort into doing actual salsa steps. Couldn't tell you. I think he thinks Latin is beneath him. Yes. I think that's yeah, a good I shout. Think that's, yeah. Mm. Well it's it's not that it's 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 foreign. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. But then so is ballroom really. Mm. I mean, so we had him doing that last night and Emma did a good job and you know she acted away for it really well as well you know wasn't a big fan of it but it was better than I expected the ending was very messy though for me and the lifts just looked like Anton had no upper body strength mm. um compare that to his ballroom routine with Nadia tonight and that was incredible I was like where's this Anton where's this effort with your partners well like he's perfectly willing to deal with Nadia because She's a pro, and like it's not mm. Latin, so it's he's not having to do anything that he feels is beneath him. True, and also that wasn't a personality trait he was or an act he was doing last night. Anton is that full of himself, and I howled when Craig fought his teeth for fake. Absolutely howled, and when Moxie starts cackling and losing it as well, TV. I bubble. think I'm pretty sure that Craig was just doing a bit, and I, in fact, I, again, doing Michelle's bit from Drag Race. I don't Either way, know because I appreciated the... it. When they brought it back up in the um, Lens Lens, or whatever they're calling it nowadays, um, he did actually look... He's, he's a embarrassed, he's a you know? He can, he can he, act. He is. I don't, no, I don't know. He just... He felt 
I, it felt to me like he felt quite bad for that. The and I don't think he would have if Ant- it had been a scripted line. Anton have had his teeth done, just not to, like, Hollywood levels. Yeah. So those mm. aren't Anton's original teeth. But I feel like I feel like he had veneers done, like, just before the financial crisis or something. Um, yeah, they're a bit gappy if they're veneers. But he didn't have, like, you know, a full new Hollywood set in. Um, it, it, it's and, not quite Ryland. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Nobody's Ryland. <laughs> I, I love Ryland. Ryland I love, Ryland. I love Ryland, too, but those teeth are alarming. <laughs> the teeth are alarming in comparison to the tan and the dyed hairline. <laughs> He's so... working the look that he wants. Oh, no. It's, like, it's how I he love expresses it for him. I love it for him. It's just, it's so... Um, it's like a hyper-realistic uh, cartoon character. It's a yes. sort of like like he's doing a drag version of masculinity. Yeah, and that and I love it. It's just sometimes so dazzling. Yeah, yeah, yeah so very dazzling. Very, very dazzling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Emma is continuing to like. She's gonna absolutely show Anton up in all of the Latin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and I know we sad. worried that she was dressed as the fembot, but she's not. She's dressed as Austin Powers' wife. She's Liz Hurley. Yeah. 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 She's the Liz Hurley character, not the fembot character. I just don't remember Liz Hurley having that hair. Yeah, she did. She did, yeah. But, like, Austin Powers is a 22-year-old film. I suppose this is a bit like Ed Balls doing The Mask, isn't it? Because that's, oh, that's a yeah. film that's getting on for 30 now. Uh, King of the Rumba Beat. Yeah, there are a lot of... The, I, I feel like when you, when you get to middle age, there must be a lot of films that it feels like were very recent, but it turns out there's 20, they're 20 years old, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> To, to be fair, there are times when I realise it's been like 20 years since the, the 90s, basically, and that's very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I'm just edging into I'm trying to be. I'm trying to go into it with mindfulness that I'm now very old. Yes. My husband tried to distract himself from watching, um, singing uh, The Dream Warriors, my definition of a boom-bastic jazz style. Um, <laughs> instead of uh, watching uh, Anton, which was quite nice because I haven't heard that song for a very long time, but my husband knew all the words. Um, I would go for On a Ragga Tip. Day, by day, by day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, On a Ragga Tip. Dancing the couple's choice street contemporary and getting a little bit blue dabba dee dabba die. It's Bev Griffin and his partner Diane. Stop painting no, people. A twenty-year-old. I reference. know, I know. I just realised that. Was a <laughs> 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 so, Eiffel sixty-five. Yeah. In a blue Corvette and everything is blue and he is blue. Aww. Blue, yeah. blue man. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you yeah. remember when you saw the uh, blue Will Smith Aladdin trailer for the first time? 
Like yeah. it was overshadowed by the sheer horror of seeing the cats trailer uh, for the first. Why wasn't there any cats? Because it's horrifying. <laughs> because no, we're saving that for musicals. Like. Yes. Uh, yes. It's an Anton. It's a Lloyd Webber. It's not a film yet. Not a film yet. 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 Um, I mean. Never. I mean. But, it's coming. Right. So. Right, I'm on board with Dev and Diane now. He is a um, nice, relatable, normal guy who's got more moves than he expected. He's not, uh, so he's got more moves than Chris, but he's not as funny as Chris. Like, yes. that's my point mm. of comparison. Like, he's just as surprised with his ability to dance as Chris is, but he's not as funny about it. And also, he's painted blue. <laughs> <laughs> I just, we just don't need the body paint. When they went up to the Wingtarian Illusion Land, and Karim obviously like reached out to like, like pat him on the arm for a well done, and then they like, pulled his hand back, and he just had like a blue hand, which he then couldn't do anything <laughs> with. Just like, <laughs> just like what? <laughs> if, if in future years we can avoid painting people primary mm. colours, then movie week can probably stay. <laughs> and then <laughs> Diane had it on her face as well. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Oh. Um, like, so... I don't know why this was the finale of the show, and I don't know why the judges absolutely lost their minds over it. I have to just go, he's uh, like him and Diane are acing the public vote or something, and uh, like he, he needs to be seen to be really, really improving. I just, I think one of the big problems with Couples Choice is. How do you judge that? Like, what yeah. do you compare it to? <laughs> I mean, at least, you know, with everything else, you can be like, well, a, a rumba has to contain X, Y, and Z. Uh, an American Smooth contains, you know, lifts. A uh, quick step, a uh, Viennese Welsh does not, etc., etc. Couple's choice, and I think they just kind of sit there and go, nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to fill in any health and safety forms. Tens, tens, <laughs> tens all around. I, I mean, like, the the bloke was dressed up as, as something blue. Diane was a blue and monkey. And I still remember nothing apart from this, apart from the final lift. Right. I kind of went, was that meant to happen? Was he meant to fall onto his back? <laughs> they also had, on the Can Your Friend Do This bit, they had a very good handography section but I don't remember anything else. Yeah. It's it's interesting that this is the second time she's gone for contemporary street um, rather than contemporary wafting <laughs> and um, theatrical. Well, I think I think it's it's for couples' choice. It's very. It, it's nice of them to give the the male celebs and any celebs who don't want to do a talking about feelings VT uh, to have the option of doing some street or some musical theatre. Like um, like Graham Swan and Oti's musical theatre routine last year was lovely. It was. Mm. I, I just find it interesting that so far Diane's gone for street contemporary. 
it's all mm. it, like, the whole couple's choice thing is just very superfluous. It's very. Uh, it is. It's a sad day that it came back. <laughs> we thought it was dead, and it's not. <laughs> Someone put a stake in it. <clears throat> Halloween is coming. And that, right, we've cantered through all of the dancers now. So, like, I still have no idea what really happened on movie week other than reality and strictly parted ways and may never join again. I think they've gone down the other leg of the trouser of time. Mm, the trousers of plausibility. <laughs> so I hope we're back to normal next week. Whatever normal is. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's have some Frock of the Week nominations. Anne? Um, well, um, I really liked... Um, I've forgotten... Oh, my goodness, I've forgotten her name then. <laughs> she hosts the show. Um, Tess. Tess is... I'm, I'm reliably informed by the 10-year-olds that I work with. It's a unicorn-coloured frock. Oh, yeah. Um... That I liked that, but I absolutely adored Nadia's frock with the kind of um, roses and the patterns, and I quite I, I like the detail of that one, so I'd choose that one. Amazing. Okay, Elliot. Uh, special mention to Karen's dress. I Lemon loved that. I also loved Moxie's dress, and in fact, she just had her own crown. Love that. Uh, but it's got to be Catcher because she just looked like a stunning disco ball and I loved it. Oh, Emily. I was stuck between uh, Nadia and um, Catcher's dress, but I think I'm going to go Nadia. Okay. Meg? Similar dilemma and I'm also going for Nadia. Ooh, I'm gonna go Katya. So that's a sort of is that a three two to Nadia? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Rock of the week <laughs> goes to Nadia Bichkova for her poison ivy look. <laughs> Yay! So Yay. yes, we are we are normaling next year and uh, next week, whatever that is. Um, I'm gonna be away at the studio, so it's gonna be a rock podcast. Um. I'll be tearing myself away from one studio to come and join you in the other. But other than that, <laughs> that was another classic movie week to go straight in the DVD bargain bin. Um, I've been your host, Ellie. Um, so I'd like to say good night, Meg. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. Good night, Elliot. Night, night. And good night, Anne. Good night. And good night to you all, especially our listeners in Australia. Keep dancing. Keep dancing.